Mystery buff Vicki Butler plans to kill someone this weekend. Nothing personal, just business. The killer grand opening weekend at her new Whodunim Inn is all fun and games until an unplanned dead body makes an appearance. With a murderer running loose, Vicky is forced to keep her family, guests, and actors safe while searching for clues. Her author guests, also the prime suspects, try their hands at solving this real-life whodunit, hindering the official investigation by local law enforcement officers. Adding to the chaos is the presence of Vicky's twin sister Liz and flamboyant Grandma Ross, who announces she's seeking a boy toy among the guests. When both a younger local man and an out-of-town newshound start sniffing around the inn, and Vicky, she realizes she's got more than just a murderer to worry about. Can she solve the mystery before the killer strikes again? Or will this case of opening night jitters prove to be terminal? Chapter One Surprise, Vicky! Grandma Naomi Ross flung her arms out wide, causing my twin sister, Liz Eckland, to dodge with a quick step to the left. I bet you didn't expect us today, did you? Uh, I said, disoriented. When the doorbell rang, I'd expected to find Sharon, my cook for the evening, who was already an hour late. But instead, it was Liz and Grandma standing on my porch, bundled against the October weather. I looked behind them. I really desperately needed my cook. An hour ago. This was my grand opening weekend, and it had to go perfectly. After a moment of silence, my sister raised an eyebrow. I take it we're not a pleasant surprise? Of course you are, I lied, pasting on a bright smile and glancing behind them. Still no sign of Sharon, as my anxiety level rose another notch. I tried to reassure myself. Sharon was very reliable. Surely she'd show up soon, or at least call. In the meantime, I tried to remember my manners. Come on in. As they moved forward, I looked past them, dismayed, the weather finally registering. It's still snowing? Liz brushed flakes off her coat and nodded, but hurried to reassure me. But not bad. Your guests shouldn't have any problems getting up the mountain. There's a sprinkling on the road, but we were able to drive right up. Grandma stepped inside, wrapped me in a snowy hug and kissed my cheek. I let myself sink into the familiar, comforting embrace. Congratulations, darling. You've done wonders to the old place. It's good to see it open for business again. She gave a nice, strong embrace. In darn good shape for a woman her age, Grandma was always well put together, with flattering makeup and an expensive hairstyle and it was obvious she exercised more than I did. As they hung their coats on the wall hooks closest to the entry, I closed the door behind them and followed Grandma into the mayor's parlor. She sank down onto the Queen Anne love seat that used to belong to her and Grandpa George when they ran the Ross Mansion bed and breakfast. I looked around, thinking of all there was still to do. But surely I could give my family five minutes and that thought shot my panic level up another notch. How long before everyone arrives? asked Liz, looking out the window. I checked my watch. It was now one twelve, nine minutes later than the last time I'd checked. The guests'll be here in two hours. The actors are rehearsing, thank heavens, 
Cielo is putting the finishing touches on the rooms, and Kent is fixing something on the gas fireplace in the Nancy Drew room. But Sharon's an hour late, and I haven't heard from her.